Call the meeting to order. Ms. Troublefield, will you please take the roll? Mr. Cannon? Here. Mr. Cappell? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Dr. Darmstadter? Here. Dr. Hattier? Mr. Layfield? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. We have a quorum. Um, motion move into executive session? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. All those in favor say aye. Aye. And then executive session. Regular board meeting. Start off by asking everyone to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, please. I could ask you to please remain standing for a moment of silence for an employee of the district, a constable, and also the former chief of police for Dagsboro, Floyd Toomey. You may be seated. Thank you. Okay. Can I get a motion to accept? The agenda for March the 22nd, the regular meeting minutes for February the 22nd, and the executive session minutes for February the 22nd. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passed by unanimous vote. Number four, recognition. Dr. Owens. Mr. Layfield, could you please join me at the podium uh, for recognition tonight for our educational support professionals of the year and I believe Miss Murphy and Mrs. Bunting will be assisting us. Thank you. The Educational Support Professional of the Year program recognizes the outstanding service by educational support professionals who provide direct or indirect services to our students and their families. These exceptionally dedicated, knowledgeable, and skilled employees serve in a positive, supportive, and professional role to increase the effectiveness of our educational initiatives for our students. Quite simply, they are the backbone of our schools, and our students thrive thanks to their talented contributions. Each school selected one nominee to represent their building, and then as a district, we selected one overall nominee to represent the Indian River School District. Please come forward when we read your name so we can recognize your achievement. We're gonna call each of you one at a time and then you'll get your picture taken individually. Gabrielle Bowden, paraprofessional at Howard Tienis. Tracy Bullis, paraprofessional at East Millsboro Elementary.
Rana Cobb, paraprofessional and bus driver at Lord Baltimore Elementary. Grace Cooper, Secretary at the Early Learning Center. Pam George, IT Technician at Sussex Central High School. Eddie Hearn, Fireman Custodian at Philip Shaw Elementary School. <laughs> Emily Quillen, Paraprofessional, John M. Clayton Elementary School. Jody Stone, paraprofessional, Selbyville Middle School. Angela Wilkerson, Nutrition Services Manager, Millsboro Middle School. We also had a few folks who weren't able to be here this evening, and we'd like to recognize them as well. Elise Dodd, paraprofessional at Georgetown Elementary. <laughs> Annette Hoffman, behavior intervention specialist at Long Neck Elementary. 
Janice Love, paraprofessional at North Georgetown Elementary. And Dawn Schultz, paraprofessional at SDSA. And finally, we'd like to give special recognition to David Clark on being selected as the Indian River School District's overall educational support professional of the year, in addition to being selected as Indian River High School's nominee. David, please come forward. Once again, we thank you all for the difference you make every day in the lives of our students. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Owens. Now we come a time in our meeting for public comment. This is Mary Jane Short. Ma'am, you'll be uh, allotted three minutes. Dr. Owens, Mr. Layfield, Mrs. Wright, and the Indy River School Board members and administrators. I appreciate the opportunity to share my concerns about our children not being in school full time. For those of you that do not know me, I'm Mary Jane Short, a retired Indy River School District teacher with 37 years of service. I come to you today as a grandparent of a first grader at Long Neck Elementary. I retired in 2014 to provide daycare for my grandson. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would have to pay, play a big part in his education for a year. Fortunately, he attends, attends school twice a week, and I oversee the other three days. I appreciate everything the district has done to keep our children and staff safe. No doubt the teaching staff and administrators are working tirelessly to do an exceedingly difficult job educating the children of this district. Every employee has played an important part and should be commended. Since the staff has had the opportunity to be vaccinated, I strongly feel that we should open our schools so that, um, those that and to those that desire to attend can attend full time. Our children are suffering mentally and academically, not by being in school five days a week. Attending school uh, two days a week is not enough. When I was in the classroom, I considered myself a facilitator as well as a teacher. It was my job to provide a lesson and my students shared and explored with their peers and thrived as they learned. Many times a student came up with a strategy that other students would understand better than I had ever thought of and they could understand that skill much better. 
What our children are receiving now is what I call surface learning. Our students are not able to dig deeper and explore topics that allow them to become proficient with the skills that are taught. I often travel the state and region to attend or teach professional development. When participants knew I taught at the Indian River School District, they wanted to know what we were doing to help our students become so successful. This is a while, a while back. Bringing them to school two days a week and sending them home with lessons the other three days will not cut it. I'm sure you have data to prove how successful or unsuccessful that is working. I shudder to think how long it will take to gain the ground that has been lost with the education of our students if we open up back now. They will only be further behind if we delay opening full time. At a previous school board meeting, Mr. Layfield stated that we should crack the egg. Let us now take that statement a step further and put that egg in the pan. Please bring our children back to school full time. Uh, Bill Winkler. God bless every single one of you, all you teachers and educators, for God putting it on your heart to choose this path in your life. Um, I really came with questions. I didn't know I was going to sit here and talk for three minutes. I just wanted to know when you guys were going to open the schools back up. It's pretty rough. Do you guys have any answers at all, or can we communicate, or is it just me talking? It's typically where you get to speak. We'll answer questions later on in the board meeting when we have an opportunity to discuss. That was my only question. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Carol Sermon. Mrs. Sermon. I guess the only question that I have is uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at the private schools, the Christian schools, Cape, Delmarva Christian, Epworth, they're open. Has there been a COVID outbreak? No. So why aren't our schools open? I understand sometimes it's easy to pass the buck and to say, well, Carney said, and please let's not start to discuss Governor Carney. He's turned it over to the school boards. Each and every one of the school districts get to decide what they're gonna do. So please, open the schools. Our children are suffering, not just for education. I went to Legislative Hall last week. There was a lady that spoke. She knew personally, she knew personally five kids that have committed suicide. I don't want that to happen here. Thank you. We usually have 15 minutes allotted and they're the only people that have signed up. Is there anyone else that would like to speak publicly? 
Hearing none. 6.01, school choice applications, 20, Next, you see a total of two school choice applications for the 21-22 school year. They are the good cause applications, uh, all priority number one as returning students. Need the board motion and a vote to accept these as presented. Motion to accept. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you. Mr. Lewis, before you leave if I can make a request for the next board meeting for further discussion upon all those students that are in district students that are transitioning to the three middle schools and the high school I think you classify as transitioning students I know we've previously taken a vote on that I know policy committees looked at it but I'd like to put that on the agenda for the next board meeting so we can discuss those in district students that were not equal we took a vote not to honor their choice of school within the district is okay. that for both in district and out of district? Would you like to discuss out of district also? Yes, sir. Then we can bring the in district students and the out of district students that are transitioning to our middle schools and our high schools to discuss further at the next board meeting. Not tonight. Can't be on the agenda for tonight, but I'd right. like to make sure we speak, speak it publicly. We'll discuss it in the uh, April board meeting, sir. Okay. So you're asking for priorities five, six, and seven, and eight. For all buildings, all grade levels, correct? The transitioning students to ninth grade, okay. transitioning students to sixth grade, and we can take the five, six, and you know, bring bring those in front of us for us to discuss. But specifically, what I'm looking at are the transitioning students. Dr. Hattie would Dr. Hattie would like to speak on the out of district students also. I'd like well, to specifically look at in district students of transitions. Am I correct? Yeah, but what I'm looking at is those uh, in-district students that we have right now whose parents may not live in our district. That's my, my specific interest. Returning students? Yeah, but, but that's of our employees who, who happen to live out of the district and their kids um, who want to transition to another building. That's specifically what I'm looking at. I'll tailor an email as sure. after talking with Dr. Adair so what we can present. We, when I brought it up, we missed the deadline to put it on tonight's agenda. <coughs> But I would like to give an opportunity for the board to look at and vote on at least in-district students that are transitioning to the sixth grade and ninth grade. And okay. right now, they're not getting their wish of where they want to go to school. They're going to the feeder programs that they are within the district. So I'd just like to discuss that. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next topic, 6.03, opportunities to increase in-person learning days. Dr. Owens. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. I first want to thank all of you that spoke this evening and uh, have voiced your opinion uh, throughout this process from the beginning of the school year. Uh, it's been difficult at times to work with our team to try to find ways to get students into school and the input from our community and our stakeholders here in-house has been very helpful. 
I, I do want to start with some of the things that we're proud of that we've been able to accomplish this year before I get into some opportunities for the fourth marking period, uh, perhaps. Uh, we did begin in-person instruction in September with our elementary schools, and we were able, as the board voted, to accelerate in-person instruction for our middle and high schools for October and into November. Currently, as of Friday, we have 7,603 students, 71% enrolled in our hybrid in-person model. 3,151 of our students, 29%, are enrolled in our remote instruction. We've been able to support our students with disabilities through recovery services since the roll-in in September. We've also been able to support high school athletics all year, and our middle schools have a plan for spring sports. Our high schools are working on plans currently for the prom and plans for graduation. We continue to plan for summer school, and we have seen an outpouring of staff who are interested in supporting our students for summer school. I'm very pleased with all that we've been able to accomplish thus far this year and thank our staff for their continued dedication to our students. That said, over the last three weeks, we've considered multiple options to further increase in-person opportunities for our students. We have received input from many of our stakeholder groups and I wanna thank everyone who has provided input. I have updated the board with our options and we have shared and discussed. We appreciate how our team has been, a, been creative with exploring ways to increase in-person instruction for our students for the fourth marking period. Some of the options that we've included in, are rotating A and B cohorts on Wednesdays every other week, combining A and B cohorts to include as many students as possible on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays and Fridays, modified school days to include half days, quarter days, and generally uh, modified hours, utilizing Wednesdays in various capacities to connect with students with the greatest needs. And we've also received input on how we can schedule within our elementary, middle, and high schools for special cohorts. All this considered, I would like to ask the board to consider moving forward after spring break with the following plan. Combining A and B cohorts where possible, high schools are best suited for this at this time, as our percentages of hybrid students attending is lower when compared to our elementary and middle schools. Due to the high percentage of elementary and middle schools already participating in person, combining those cohorts at these levels is gonna to be tough given the social distancing criteria that we're mandated to follow, but we will still explore those areas as well. In talking with our high school principals, they've indicated that they are confident that we will be able to combine the students who are interested with those two cohorts. We will need to, to monitor transportation as that continues to be a hurdle for us to overcome. I would also ask to return teachers to schools on Wednesdays, and we recognize that staff connecting with students on Wednesdays, this would allow for, continue, for them to continue with what they've been doing already on Wednesdays, but they would have the opportunity to connect with students in-house. I would ask that we honor their ability to plan and collaborate as has already been the case and seek ways to connect with students uh, on Wednesdays as well. In addition, I ask the board to consider our professional development day on April 19th and change that to April 21st to allow for A cohort students to receive two days of in-person instruction that they currently receive that week, that they would not receive that week. I also ask that we change our teacher work day 
from May 28th to May 26th to allow for B cohort students to receive two days of in-person on that week. At this time, I'll entertain any questions from the board regarding this plan. This is, I can tell you, this is a plan that we've looked at in collaboration with all of our stakeholders. That's a bit of a hybrid from what we had started with, with rolling in A and B. So this would bring staff back on Wednesdays, but honor that planning and collaboration time, and they could seek ways to bring students in if they had the opportunity to do so. But that plan would also combine A and B cohorts where possible. Thank you. It's time for board discussion. Dr. Hatter? Um, this is to support what you're saying, but also to point out that even though the governor and his staff have said that it is up entirely to us, that is only partially true. When you're still restricting all of the bus capabilities to what they have us restricted to, we have a rather large problem getting kids into school. So if the governor tells you that it's entirely up to us, he's only giving you part of the story. And this has been very specifically and pointedly sent to the, the Secretary of Education, if by many other people besides me, um, and for whatever reason they choose to keep telling people what else is going on, that it's all up to us. And it really isn't. Okay, I'd like to compliment the district for doing the work that it did and coming up with a plan that at least gets some of the kids back as much as we can, knowing that it's not perfect, but it does work within the political realities that we have at this particular time. And a group such as yours that did go up and finally speak up on this, I commend you and thank you for having done it. Any further discussion? I too would like to thank the input. I brought a binder here with about 23 emails that I received from the employees in the district with mixed reviews. Uh, some that were opposed to this option A, um, they gave solutions and I wanted to thank them for their input with the stakeholders in the district. Some school nurses, some teachers, some other people within the district, administrators and several phone calls. So I feel like uh, people were reaching out to give solutions. Some were opposed, some were very much in favor. I would say it was split pretty 50-50 with most of my conversations that I had within uh, related to these emails. So Dr. Owens, do you feel like <clears throat> though plan A was the original option after talking with the stakeholders uh, and the teachers in the, in the union and all the representatives in the district, do you feel like uh, plan B moves us forward and also allows some input from those that are stakeholders in the district? Yeah, there's, there's no perfect plan for this. None of us had bargained for, for this, but I do feel this plan moves us a step closer in the right direction. So when we can open up fully, which believe me, I'm ready to open up as quickly as possible too, I do think this moves us a little closer uh, to, to a traditional setting while honoring the guidelines and while also considering our teachers' interests. They've been working very hard on Wednesdays trying to prepare for an in-person and a hybrid, an in-person and a remote option. And I think this allows them to continue with that planning as well. But if they're in school and they have an opportunity to bring students in front of them, they'll be able to do that as well. Thank you, Dr. Owens. Okay, one other question. If we vote for this, does this affect in any way um, whether the teachers uh, and the support staff that's been working extra and will continue to work extra uh, would be eliminated from the extra hours that we announced last uh, board meeting? 
we had talked about a verification process. So if there's teachers that are going beyond those hours, yes. what we had indicated was five hours per week and there's a verification process. So this will not affect that? No, we could still continue with that okay, uh, after spring break, yes. Good, thank you. Is there any further discussion come before the board? Hearing none, I make a motion to uh, accept the superintendent's recommendation for option B of getting our students back to school. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? No. Mrs. Troublefield, will you please poll the board? Mr. Cannon? Yes. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Darmstadler? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? No. Mrs. Pryor? No. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. That is eight yes, two no, and zero abstentions. Uh, plan B passes by majority vote. Before we move on, thank you for the vote. Dr. Owens, what's going to happen if the state of Delaware, after our vote, relaxes its restrictions? I know the CDC guidelines were changed recently. I know there's been effort by uh, legislators throughout the state from both political parties to stay apolitical for, if we could, to possibly look at relaxing the restrictions on busing. And I think that is our biggest hiccup. Our elementary schools are crowded, but I, I want to do the what ifs. We can discuss it. What if the governor relaxes the issues with the busing and overcrowding? Are we going to we going to go with the motion we made tonight to move forward through the end of the year because it's so late or is there any possibility of that discussion I'd, and i hate doing a what if i just because right. it could happen tomorrow in the newspaper the governor could come out after we've taken this vote what direction would we go there i, I think our team is committed to looking at a plan to bring as many students in as possible and if it's relaxed i would contact the board and we could have an additional board meeting as quickly as we could get it scheduled and i would provide an additional plan to move forward if the board would like. Thank you, we've been living in the bizarro world for a year, so it's always good to have an option or plan to discuss. Right. Thank you. Now, do we need to require a second vote for the calendar changes? I believe we can include that on 6.04 um, when Mrs. Bunting uh, brings the, there's, there's several that need a calendar change, she can include those and we can have one vote. Good evening. Um, we're asking for calendar changes for several items this evening. The first, we, we build in five snow days, we use three. So we're asking for those two to be, for the calendar to be moved back for those two. In addition, we had teachers working three additional days that were not in the original calendar. So we're asking for a total of five days for the calendar to be backed up five days. So the last teacher day, would be Tuesday, June the 15th. The last student day would be Friday, June 11th. And the last para day would be Friday, June 11th. In addition, Dr. Owens talked about the two Wednesdays, again, moving the PD day from Monday, April 19th to Wednesday, April 21st, and moving the teacher work day from Friday, May 28th to Wednesday, May 26th. 
Is there a motion to accept the changes to the calendar? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 6.05, John M. Clayton Elementary, installation of poles and lighting. Mr. Mr. Layfield, before yes, we move on, Mrs. Bundy, did you have the calendar change for SDSA and their performance included in your notes? There's a calendar change also for the rock band performance that was previously scheduled for March for SDSA, and they have changed that to April. I would also uh, like the board to consider that calendar date. They've worked very hard to include uh, COVID protocols so they can have that concert, and I would like that included as well, please. Motion to modify the SDSA date to the calendar. So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Thank you. Pass it by you. unanimous vote. Thank you, Dr. Owens. Mr. Booth, John M. Clayton Elementary. Thank you. Good evening. At our recent uh, committee meeting, uh, there was a request by First Aid Pickleball Club uh, to provide uh, four light poles and provide lights for the pickleball courts. In your board packets, you should see the request. You should see the committee response and some concerns that they had, and I believe we have answers to all that. And uh, we also contacted uh, John M. Clayton for any of their concerns as well. I don't know if there's any questions, I'll be glad to answer. And also with us tonight, we have uh, Dudley Schluter, who was the one that presented uh, at the committee night, and some members of the First State Pickleball Club. If I can't answer, I'll be glad to yield to that. And in support of what Mr. Booth said, the Buildings and Grounds Committee um, did review this and look at it, and we have no objections. Did, like we figure out what, did we figure out the signs? Is it yes. going to be one size sign? Or? It, it, in your packet, there I is. I don't have, well, it's on here, but that just, uh, all I need to know is there was going to be two different signs. Are we having them the same size? They, they currently, Miss Wright, they currently have a sign up inside and they're going to match it. Okay. Um, and I thought that. should look like this. But it's, uh, there's one already up and it lists the names uh, and it's currently on the fence there. It looks like it's about a four by eight and it's not really signs, they just have a larger lettering, if you will, of some of the larger sponsors and the rest of them, they just list the names. So, so one, we've gone to one side. one already there. Yes, okay. From original, and the, the new one would duplicate this. Correct? Correct? Yes, yeah, it would be a different place. Yes. They're going to duplicate this. Yes, that's fine. It's not okay. the two different sizes spaced out for each individual Correct. person. It's like, no, we did discuss how many signs would be appropriate and what it would look like. So we had requested they, they get it back down to one good one. And that's that's what they're working on now. Okay. Mr. Mr. Has it up now on the 
on the big screen, but I'm not sure if that made it to your document. It's in our package. Does it have member sponsors at the top and then labor volunteers and other? Yeah, because originally it was going to be individual yes, sir. size, this size, this size, and this size. And then we asked that they come back with a different recommendation. And there was a request for a contract. That should be on there. He has his business license. Yes, sir. There was a request for me to contact the town of Frankfurt. They didn't have any issue with it. There was a suggestion about the neighbor next to the school. He actually uh, wrote a letter. He called me and then wrote a letter that he had no objection. Um, I think that was about it. And uh, the school had a concern about construction, but we don't think that's going to be an issue. So it's up to the board. It's about a dollar twenty a day when they use the lights. Plan on having them turned off at, at 9.30, 10, somewhere in there. I'd make a motion that we accept this. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Thank you, Mr. Booth. 6.06, new Sussex Central High School construction management contract. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. And I will um, give uh, Mr. Booth the mic, but we have, uh, have reviewed the construction management contract and uh, vetted with our attorney and others and we do feel confident in the uh, contract that we put before you uh, this evening. Mr. Booth? Yes, uh, the contract that's before you this evening um, uh, has been vetted by a number of different people. Um, it, has, it was uh, altered or changed to the district's liking, uh, some of the language, um, but we have no issue with it. Uh, Asked for a motion to accept the contract and direct either the president or the superintendent to sign the contract. Motion made. Is your motion made? Are we changing it to go? When we talked, we said the superintendent. Do you want it to get superintendent? I can sign it. Yeah. Okay. Motion made with the superintendent's signature. Yes. Second. Second. Dr. Stadler. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. All right, thank you. Thanks, sir. 6.07, Southerville Middle School track uniforms. Yes, actually 6.07, 6.08, and 6.09 were reviewed at the Buildings and Grounds meeting uh, recently, and each of those uniform, uniforms does comply with the district policy with the, the color schemes and I would ask to uh, move forward with acceptance of each of those uniforms. Question, did they add the American flag? They I'm did. sorry, I meant to add that. They, they did, did. Okay, they did uh, there was a recommendation to add a American flag onto the uniform, and uh, as I reviewed, they have been added to each one. Okay. Okay, is there a motion to accept all three uniforms? So moved. So moved. Motion second. made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? 6.07, 6.06, 6.09 passes by unanimous vote. Uh, Mount Air class action lawsuit? Yes, Mr. Layfield. Earlier this month, one of our schools received a packet with information related to the class action settlement associated with Mount Air. We reviewed that and sent it to our attorney, and he did say if we wanted to move forward, we do have four schools that look to be within the zone. Of, of the area that may have been impacted, we would need to bring it before the board for any further consideration. 
discussion in front of the board. Right, if I'm not mistaken, the, the notice on this requires that we absolutely have to make a decision tonight. We would and need the attorney to got sure. hold of this, what, late last week? Yes. So in other words, there was no adequate notice given for us to really take a look at this carefully, was there? We did not have a lot of notice for this, no. I hope those harmed are righted, but I don't think the school district needs to get involved in that. I, I don't feel comfortable voting for that at this time. I don't believe we've had adequate time to take a look at it, and a letter to that effect needs to be drafted to whatever legal firm is handling this. And if they sent it, as you stated in another meeting, that they sent it to a former principal and not to all of the schools concerned, it take, tells me that the attorneys did not do due diligence in even looking to see where we really were. That, that's just a flat lack of due diligence. And we should draft a letter to that effect as a response. My opinion. Any further discussion on this item before we move on? Hearing none. 6.11 is a tax relief request. Is there a motion to accept the tax relief request? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Aye. Uh, Mr. Troublefield, will you hold the board, please? Mr. Cannon? Yes. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Darnstadter? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? No. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, one no, zero abstentions. Passes by majority vote. Uh, 6.12, tax relief request number two. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Opposed. Mrs. Troublefield, will you please hold the board? Mr. Cannon? Yes. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Darmstadter? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? No. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, one no, zero abstention. Passes by majority vote. Thank you, Mr. Troublefield. Moving on, 7.01, Old Business, Major Capital Planning. Yes, to uh, give an update on the new Sussex Central High School, the programming phase has been completed at this point. The next steps will be to draft uh, educational specs for review and eventual board consideration and approval at the April meeting. This is a state requirement and is an item for state audit reviews. We have continued discussions with DelDOT and are ongoing. And from what we can tell, uh, the Route 113 and Avenue of Honor project is identified in the US 113 North-South study but not on the capital transportation plan as of yet. And lastly, the schematic design phase has begun with the development of conceptual plans, supplemental facility tours with board members, uh, which are, will occur in May uh, with our three board members on the committee. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Owens. Any questions? 7.02, old business, Howard Tiana. Yes, new, uh, the new Ennis project, although we have experienced uh, a lot of wet weather here recently, the project is still on target for substantial completion in May 2022. DENRAC has cited the district for violations, and we are happy to report 
that we are now in compliance as of Thursday, the 18th of March. The sediment pond should be completed this week and construction on the first pad will begin by the end of the week. The public will soon see construction trailers and building materials placed on the site. Very good, sir. Any questions with Howard Cannon? Hearing none, 7.03, Old Business, GW Carver, Consent with Thank you, Dr. Brittingham. Good evening, everybody. Just a few quick updates on the Carver Consent Order. The Indian River School District Equity Steering Committee held their fifth meeting on March 16th. The committee will continue to meet the third Tuesday of each month for the duration of this school year and then plan for next year. Dr. Linda Wren, the special master overseeing the implementation of the Carver Consent Order, will visit the district on March 25th to visit former Carver students and see our updated district programming. We held a successful community advisory board meeting on the 18th where Mrs. Blannard shared the district's equity strategic planning framework. Feedback from the community advisory board was very positive. The community advisory board recommendations from that night will also be helpful to us as we continue our planning. Any questions? Thank you all for your time. Thank you, Dr. Brinkham. Uh, committee reports, 8.01, buildings and grounds. Dr. Hattier. Okay, thank you. A lot of the things we talked about have already been voted on. Um, Mr. Booth will assist me as I need assistance. Okay, looks like the natural gas conversion uh, is going to be running to us in the National Guard Armory across the street, the anticipated April start time. This is going to save the district money on, on heating in the future. This is a good thing. Okay, Buildings and Grounds Support Center, a uh, lot of good work is being done. 107 tickets uh, open, 95 being closed within 30 days. That's pretty good. Chiller replacement, could you give us a quick breakdown on that, Mr. Booth? Uh, the chiller has been uh, ordered. It's about 10 weeks until uh, delivery. Uh, in about two weeks for installation. So we're hoping it'll be May. So they're going to put it in while the school is in session? Yes. Okay. All right, I saw that the Armory Road property is uh, pretty well uh, demolished at this point, and I believe they're going to be fixing all the grass work out in front, kind of leveling it, planting seeds on it. We're in discussion on that now. Good. And the grandstand press box, if you'll please give us a rundown on that. Okay, um, the grandstand at Georgetown Middle um, was uh, inspected uh, and it wasn't very good. Uh, they're not up to compliance. There's some safety issues. Um, I have yet to get a call from TJ Distributors on what it would cost to uh, renovate them, make them ADA compliant, uh, follow the safety standards as well. So I don't have, as of tonight, I don't have a quote for it, but I would imagine we'll be discussing it in the next committee. Yeah. Now those uh, grand pants, uh, grandstands are quite old at this point, aren't they? Yes. Okay. So they were put in in a different era with different requirements, correct? That, that's correct. Okay. It, it would behoove us to look at them and possibly change them at some time if we can find the money, et cetera. We have them blocked off now so that uh, nobody can, can Good. Uh, access them, um, but uh, didn't know it would be that severe until they did the inspection. Excellent, thank you. Dr. Hattier, can I, can I ask a couple questions on that? Absolutely. Time? Apologize for interjecting. We condemned and tore down the press box at the top of the bleachers. Now we're saying the whole set of bleachers at Georgetown Middle? Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, 
Mr. President, we, what we did is we had uh, TJ distributors come in there to look about uh, repairing the bleachers uh -huh. at the top where the press box came down uh -huh. to provide a rail going across and decide what we were going to do. In the meantime, when they came there, we had them, they took a look at the bleachers and they looked at it uh, for safety reasons, ADA compliance, those, those types of issues. We already had a concern from the school about the seating area, the wood underneath of the plastic that, that's on there, the, the uh, blue and yellow, I believe it is, had been on there for a number of years as well and was rotting out. And the school had some concerns, so we had them look at that too. In the meantime, they looked at the, the tread, the, the uh, risers and the height of the risers and the access to the bleachers themselves, which is all stairs, I believe. Other stadiums that you see, and I know you attend to, uh, other uh, schools, facilities have uh, uh, access where there's uh, uh, wheelchairs and whatnot, ADA compliant, uh, Sussex Central, Indian River, um, they have access. These bleachers do not, so in their opinion, they deem them as unsafe because of the, the risers, how tall the steps are, and also they thought that there was an issue with uh, the, the seating area uh, being rotted uh, because it's wood, plastic on wood, um, and they had an issue with the ADA compliance that I mentioned before. So with that, we just blocked them off until we figure out how much it's going to cost um, to replace them or whatever other ideas we've come up with. The press box was taken down because it was old and rotted. Did that answer your question? I, I, I'm on board with it. I'm just, what kind of, do we have spring sports that are utilizing that field? Well, um, we don't have much choice at this point because of what we've been advised to do with the bleachers, which was seal them off. So you I don't, don't think they utilize the field. You just don't have access to, is it both sets of bleachers or just both sets, bleachers? both sets. They had the same seating over there, the wood, and they also had the same access with the risers, you know, the risers is, is the height of the steps, um, which is not in compliance. We can so. look to bring in some auxiliary seating um, to support their spring athletics if we wanted to. We'll get Order the spring to be out, but also that, you know, that, that's a heavily used field for the community, not only the school, but the community in the fall. So I just, uh, also an option if we're looking at possibly, I, I know some, uh, the correctional facilities have offered to assist us with anything really? with their ties, so that might be an option I can put you in touch with somebody that specifically said they'd like to help out at Georgetown Middle because they were aware of the press box getting picked down. So we can discuss that at a further meeting. I just yeah, that's, wanted to that's get up we discussed the buildings and grounds. Okay. One of the problems with taking something that's very old, and that's why I asked the question, is when you start looking at something on one area, all of a sudden you get to look at the other area, the next one below it, and the one below that. Um, those of us that restore old cars of any type run into this. You think you're doing one thing, well you get in there and all of a sudden you find something else. That leads to something else. In an old car you can park it and walk away from it. For what we're doing at schools, we can't park it and walk away from it because like you said, the community uses it. So it does behoove us. I think it's excellent that we did look at it. This may have prevented future problems um, and that's a good thing. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt, though. Pardon? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, that's not a, that's a great interruption. Thank you. Okay, future use of the Howard T. Ennis building. 
I'm going to defer to Dr. Owens on that. Uh, he took the issue up uh, during the board meeting and has, had, has been in contact if you feel comfortable. Right, Dr. so Owens. we need to, um, I'll come back to buildings and grounds next month to consider the long-term use of the facility. As we've discussed, we will be vacating that facility uh, here in about a year. We need to determine whether we want to move forward with uh, future use, which would, uh, would involve funding for renovations or if we want to, uh, it is on loan from Dell Tech, has been for uh, since its inception, so we would need to consider that. So I'll bring a letter back to Buildings and Grounds for future consideration. Okay, one of the considerations was that they may not give it to us for more than five years, and if we put any money into it, we would need at least 15 in order to get a benefit out of it, and we haven't even really looked or decided what we want to do, so that's a bit of a uh, stopper at this particular point, my opinion. Okay. All right, district building inspections ongoing. Um, custodians are working with the teams to address the tasks that need to be done. And we actually are developing a spreadsheet to identify facility issues with related vendor quotes. So again, another good thing. Okay, and that's my report. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. 6.02, comprehensive school safety. Mayor Kaplan. Thank you. Um, we do have a couple changes. Um, within the SR pro, uh, SRO program, we have uh, some movement. A lot of people are aware that Detective Hudson, after many years serving the district, has moved on as the director of Camp Barnes. Uh, Detective Chase Petrella has come over from Troop 7, and he's going to be taking the north end, and Detective Brian Hopp will be moving to the south end of Indian River. So you may see some, if you're in those buildings, see some different faces. Um, and just want to hit on it again, please keep the uh, family of Floyd Toomey in your thoughts and prayers. He was a great man, and uh, he's going to be missed. So thank you for that. That's all, Mr. Layfield. Thank you, Mr. Castle. 8.03, finance, Dr. Hattier. Yep, finance committee, we did talk about um, the various uniforms. Uh, Dr. Darmstetter asked that an American flag be added to it. Great suggestion, which they did. We've already voted on that. And Mrs. Smith will be reviewing the various financial reports at a little bit later in this particular meeting. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. 8. 04 curriculum, Dr. Stadler. Thank you. A couple of updates. Our Spanish immersion program, uh, we had a great presentation. Our students at Sebbyville Middle School have uh, really done very well on the national assessment of language profici proficiency, um, qualifying them now for <coughs> uh, several different uh, awards. Uh, the first being the awarding of four world language credits as ninth graders taking AP Spanish language and lit courses as ninth graders, and also taking dual enrollment language uh, courses at the 300 level or above in partnership with Delaware State University and University of Delaware. So um, that's fantastic. Uh, their scores in all four domains for reading, writing, listening, and speaking in Spanish exceeded our national eighth grade scores. And this is also our first group of Spanish immersion students, uh, not only in the district, but also in the state, entering high school in the fall. So we're really, really proud of this group. And then secondly, um, a very brief update on our summer school programming. We have posted uh, positions and had incredible, an incredible amount of um, teachers who have wanted to, to work during the summer, so that is closed at this point. Um, district and building administration are now working on how many staff members will be available at our buildings and determining student groups. So uh, more will come on that in the future. 
Um, curriculum is not meeting in April. Our next meeting will be May 10th. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Stanton. 8.05, DSBA Board of Directors. Mrs. Wright? Just a couple things, and I think it might also have come up in uh, legislative uh, DSBA too. We had a meeting the beginning of March. Uh, they are now proposing, and it is coming from the northern end of the state, to try to change the terms of office for uh, board members now down to four. It's been three, and then it was going to be staggered, then it went to five, now they're looking to put it back to four. Not sure it's going to pass, but it's going to be up for discussion. The main concern was discussion on opening schools when, when DOE and Governor Carney was going to allow for schools to open as they should, and also for the distribution of COVID shots. And that's it. Any questions? No. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, 8.06, DSBA legislative. Doc? Okay, um, we didn't meet, but uh, Mrs. Wright did point out that there is a movement right now uh, from certain legislators to decrease the board term to four years. They're saying that it will increase the amount of people who actually might want to be on a board. And uh, Indian River School District is rather unique in that we tried that for many, many years. We actually dropped it to three. That was, we were the only ones in the state that did it. And it did not attract other people. It made no difference. And since being on a school board is a very large learning experience, I don't care how you cut it, especially in the financial areas, it is better to leave it at the five years that we have and uh, let people get into the job, take that first year or two to learn things about it, and then basically follow through. Um, for whatever reason, uh, they decided to support this at some level. I've talked to a couple of those legislatures, but I think it's House Bill 92. Anybody who hasn't contacted their legislators yet, please do so. Because keep in mind that we do this here as a volunteer. All right, every time you run an election, you get to buy signs, you get to go out, you get to spend time doing it. All right, serving on a board is one thing, running for the board is entirely something else. And I've run about five or six elections at this point. I've put out a lot of uh, my family's money to do it because I feel strong about it. But if you start asking an average person that they have to do this every three or four years on a regular basis, um, it, it can get difficult. So we're asking that you call your legislators and not support this particular bill. It, I don't think it's a good idea. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. 8.07, Mary Bailey Scholarship. Mr. Peden? No activity, nothing to report. Thanks, sir. Special Education Task Force, Dr. Stein. No report. 8.09, policy. Chief? Good evening. Um, we did meet back on the 8th, <coughs> excuse me, um, 13 policies for review, and of those 13, we have four that are moving forward for a first reading. Um, all four have very minor changes. Um, probably the most substantial would be to our staff conduct, drug and alcohol free workplace. Um, some changes that have to be made due to uh, medical marijuana. So um, we will be, I would ask that you review those and we'll be bringing those back for a uh, second reading next month. Um, I would like to note um, that, <clears throat> as always, our fan favorite school choice was discussed, now specifically dealing with um, those priority seven students, which are the, the children of staff members. And as of that date, um, according to my notes, we had 14. 14? 14. Okay. 
Um, as far as the numbers, I apologize. I do not have the numbers for the, the ninth graders moving up. So, but we will have those next month. But the, the discussion was trying to move those, those priority sevens up to a, a priority above a priority six, which is our in-district students now. So the concern again was moving out of district above in-district students. And at that time, the policy, the uh, committee didn't feel there was a, enough support to, to do that. But we will obviously be, it'll be up for discussion again at the policy committee and the next month at the board meeting. Chief, thank you. I'm gonna try to make the policy committee so we can do a lot it's, more discussion there rather than in front of everyone. But my, my concern just to that topic is we have students that are in district students and say an example is a student moving from uh, Millsboro Elementary School would like to go to Millsboro uh, Middle School. However, they're in a the Georgetown feeder program right now with the policy that we have. We are not allowing that. We're, made, we're having that student go to the Georgetown Middle School. Right, due to the capacity yeah. issues. Correct. Yeah, and that, just to, we, we can save it for that discussion. I've reached out to the principals at those five, four of those five schools to get their input and the value on those students coming through. So just something worth, worthy of discussion when we have the numbers mm -hmm. in front of us. And we, I think we've done a, a very good job district-wide of, of keeping the out-of-district, obviously with our capacity issues, we did some moves to try to get the, that number of out-of-district students reduced down. And we've done a phenomenal job, I believe. If I remember correctly, I think our priority board, which were out-of-district student, out students of siblings, was, I think we had zero for choice. If I were, yeah, we had zero for trying to choice over. So. It's, we're looking now at the, the fives, sixes, and sevens. So. Thanks, Chief. Yep. My concern on that is that a lot of the, the teachers that we have have been with us for a long time, our staff members in general, um, and having been a parent of four kids, uh, you know, if we had to, to go all over the place, it just would be a lot easier if, if we could honor uh, those parents and our staff and, and support them in the best way that we can. I know this topic's probably better served at policy, but we've, we're, we're discussing it. I'm under the understanding that some schools just contractually, I'm assuming, allow uh, their staff's children to come to that school and it doesn't fall into this priority. Are you familiar with that, Dr. Owens? I can research it. I don't know which districts, but I have heard some districts have that as part of their agreement, yeah. We create, we create these uh, different levels. Yeah, we kind of go in circles going back and forth. And I'm just wondering if other schools are doing it, um, if we, maybe if we thought it was value in it, maybe we could follow suit by getting around some of the priorities that we have, if it's the right thing to do. I just, we seem to go round and round with this topic and there's close votes every year trying to take care of different uh, populations. But I just kind of think that if other schools are doing it, maybe, maybe we're looking at it from the wrong angle. Yeah, I will say that at some point we, we have to, I would like to see us hold fast to one of these, the changes we, we've made at least one, if not, two changes a year to this mm -hmm. policy since I believe 2014. 14. Yeah. So every year since 2014, at least once, if not twice, we've made changes to this policy. So it's kind of hard to say if our policy is working when it never even gets a full year to go through. Just my opinion. That's hard to argue with. I agree with you. But I, I think that with what we're trying to do and what the goal had been was to get our populations under control, 
I think if you drive around this district right now and you take a look at the housing developments that are going in, 14 kids aren't going to make a hill of beans worth the difference in about four years or five years. We are going to be so overcrowded at that point, even if only 25 or 30 percent of the new homes have, have families in them. You know, my area alone, they're looking at eight, nine hundred homes easy, and I don't know what the totals are for, let's say, the northern end of the district, but they're very, very high. I agree completely, and I don't think you'll see our true enrollment numbers come into effect until a year or two after this. Ab absolutely. After COVID, so. I, I agree with that. So thank you for the time. Sure. Thanks, Steve. 8.10, REA rep. Manual. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Uh, first thing I'd like to say is that um, we still have our IREA scholarship. Um, it ends in less than two weeks. Um, we had a goal of $3,000 to give to the students who are planning to enter the field of education. Every year we've met that goal, but this year we're, we have the challenge of COVID. So um, we're, we're still in need of some uh, funds to give to our students. So if you can donate, we're still accepting the thing that 100% of the money goes to the students and it goes for a scholarship for them so they can pursue the field of education and I'm sure that we all want to support our students. So that being said, um, if you want to donate, uh, Melissa Abbott at Sussex Central High School is in charge and she would gladly accept donations for our students. Um, secondly, I want to acknowledge the monumental task that not only teachers, students, and families have been overcoming this entire, this entire year, but all of our district employees and community members. I've heard people say that we need to do what's best for kids. The board has a much larger task than that. You must also consider what is right for kids, but also for the 1,500 plus employees that you have. At the board meeting last month, comments were made about bringing students back full time. There's nothing that we want more than to bring the kids back full time. But unfortunately, the governor and the CDC have, still have guidelines in place that prohibit us from doing that. The district still took on the task of trying to make a plan to increase student time. This was originally known as the Wednesday plan. I'm, I'm proud that our district leaders were open-minded and willing enough to tap into the ideas and solutions that the employees offered. I think it was pretty quickly realized that if we all work together and continue to collaborate like we have through this whole pandemic that we could accomplish this task. We've proven it over and over again that whatever effort we put forth, it's best if we're all involved. There was a lot of mixed feelings and emotions and intense conversations over the past couple weeks that a lot of people probably don't realize. It was, it was a rough couple weeks. <laughs> I, uh, I spoke with someone I consider honorable, trustworthy, and a good role model. They referred me to a speech that I've never heard of. So I cherry-picked a few things from that speech. There are, no, there are many who confine themselves to the criticism of the way others do what they themselves dare not even attempt. It's not the critic who counts, nor where the doer of deeds could have done it better themselves. 
credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena. I hope people realize the effort that was actually put into this plan B, because it was a lot. It may not be exactly what everybody wants, but it's the best we could do, and I think we did the best for everybody. Can I make a quick comment? Is that okay? Yes, sir. Okay, I think Mr. Emanuel and, and the folks that work with him, I think they did a real nice job in coming up with a couple of alternatives and presenting them in a way positive way. You mentioned the letters that you got. We all got tons of letters. And some of them were condemning, some of them were hateful and nasty. But I'd have to say there was a significant percentage of the people who wrote in who actually wrote good comments and actually took the time to try to solve the problem instead of just condemning. And you know, I want to be really thankful for that because it's one of the few times in my time on the board where I've actually seen people say, hey, we got a better idea, and then went with it. All right, so that's a good thing. Thank you to the, to, uh, the staff. Thank you, Mr. Manuel. Teddy Roosevelt would appreciate you uh, commenting on his uh, man in the arena. Superintendent's report, 9.01. Thank you, Mr. Layfield. <clears throat> I have uploaded my activities for the past month into board docs. I do want to uh, highlight just a couple things, uh, one of which is the ongoing collaboration with our architects and planning team at Sussex Central. I'm amazed monthly at the work that's going into that new school, and I know our community is going to be proud. Uh, hopefully here in the next couple months we'll have some schematics available for you to review, so you'll see all the hard work that's going into that <clears throat> so far. The last thing I want to discuss is we had a tabletop exercise, an annual safety and security tabletop uh, activity that occurs with uh, safety and security teams at each of our schools. That occurred last Friday. And the uh, conversations that I, occur, uh, that I heard with regard to safety and security in our schools, how to get better, where we have gaps, what we need to do was absolutely amazing. And uh, it involved a huge group of people, including our SROs, our constables, our principals, our teachers, and many, many others. And uh, law enforcement was uh, an active participant in those discussions. And I think that helps us to continue to lead the way at Indian River with our safety initiatives. So I did want to acknowledge that was a, a major highlight of my month. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Owen. 10.01, uh, uh, financial reports, regular invoices for the month of February. Is there a motion to accept the regular invoices? So moved. So motion moved. made, second. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. 10.02, ma'am. Good evening. In your board docs, you have the reports as of February 28, 2021. We were 67% of the way through the fiscal year. We received 87% of our total budgeted revenue, spent 50% of total budgeted expenses, received 97% of discretionary revenue, and spent 64% of discretionary expenses. Howard Tiana spent 52% of their budget, and we received 99% of our budgeted local tax revenue. For part two, we received approximately $54,500 in interest in February. 
Your reports are showing that the ILC programs have spent 104% of their budgets, um, but that is skewed pending salary recodes for our final budget changes. Student activity funding balance is approximately 585,000. The first round of SRF money through the CARES Act, we received 2.8 million, we have 18,000 encumbered, have spent 785,000 and have $2 million left. We have $9.1 million total in federal funds available and we're holding almost $1.2 million in donations and student funds and internal accounts. For major capital improvements, we spent $1 million in February. And for minor cap, we've spent approximately $3.8 million and have a balance of $1.2 million left. Any questions? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Personnel. Can you attend to here? Is there a motion to accept the personnel agenda for March the 22nd? Summer. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion on the uh, agenda? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Okay. Now we've got the addendum. Is there a motion to accept the addendum uh, precluding 228 and 175? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Second. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Passes by unanimous vote. Now the specific vote on employee 228. Is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Abstain. One abstention. Ms. Troublefield, can you please poll the board? Mr. Cannon? Yes. Mr. Cappell? Abstain. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Darnstadter? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, one no, I mean, excuse me, zero no's and one abstention. Passes by majority vote. Now, employee 175, is there a motion to accept? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Those opposed? Abstain. Mrs. Trophy, will you please poll the board? Mr. Cannon? Yes. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Darnstadter? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Yes. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Abstain. Nine yes, zero no, and one abstention. Passes by majority vote. 12.01, uh, uh, student number 21.04. Is there a motion to accept? Motion, motion to accept the hearing officer's recommendation. Motion made, and is there a second? Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? I abstain. Okay. Mr. Cannon? Yes. Mr. Castle? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Darmstadter? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, one abstention. 
passes by majority vote. Uh, we've come to the conclusion of the board meeting. Is there anybody further that would like to speak for public comment? Hearing or seeing none. Meeting adjourned.